Hey y'all, this is B. Wendy. Really quickly, before you hear this dynamic, amazing episode, I just want you to give me some grace and forgive me. There is a slight echo during the interview. It was coming from one of our computers, and I am so sorry. I noticed it later on, but I hope that that does not get in the way of you being able to hear the podcast and allow it to bless your life, because I promise you it will. So again, just to please forgive me, just a quick, just a slight echo with the, with the interview, with the podcast, with the recording, and um, may you be blessed. I'll be back next time with episode number 54. Don't forget to let me know how this blessed you. Bye-bye. All right. Well, good. Hello, hello, hello. Empower to Empower You podcast is about all things Jesus Christ and mental health and anything to help you become the best version of yourself. I am your host, Miss B. Wendy Bob. Welcome, y'all. I hope you all are doing well. Happy New Year. By the time you hear this podcast, we are in now 2021. So look, listen, y'all, I have some great news with episode number 53. Y'all, I got a guest. And it's about to be dynamic. It's about to be so awesome. I'm super excited. I can't stop smiling. Because my guest, y'all going to hear her voice, but I'm looking at her face. So it's, I'm, we, I'm, we're about to have just the time of our life, okay? So I want to introduce to y'all Mrs. LaBrenda Thomas. She's my girl. She's my friend. But let me just say, let me behave. She is a native of Little Rock, Arkansas. And she currently lives in Memphis with her two babies, Landon and Lauren. Well, Landon, not a baby anymore, but they still have babies, right? And her husband, Larry. Uh, LaBrenda is a licensed clinical social worker and a licensed school social worker who currently serves as the Dean of Social Emotional Learning at Korea Elementary. LaBrenda is also the owner of Empowerment Counseling and Consulting, where she enjoys serving individuals, couples, and families. Although she's very busy, in her spare time, LaBrenda enjoys traveling. She loves to eat, y'all, okay? And spending time with her family and her friends. Give it up for Miss LaBrenda Thomas. Woohoo! Hello, hello. Hi. Yes, I am so excited to have you here. On I'm the excited podcast. to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, you are my first guest. So I'm super excited to jump in 2021, my first guest. And what a better better first person to have as you. Listen, tell us, tell the people about how you serve. I mean, how you serve people. How do you serve people in your current um, roles? Roles. Plural, (laughs) right? Because those are just two jobs that I mentioned in the bio, right? So. Um, long story short, I am a social worker. I'm a licensed social worker. So at the school, the charter school that I work for, Perea Elementary, um, my biggest focus is social emotional learning, teaching teachers how to implement or how to integrate social emotional learning in their classroom settings. And then also we support um, our students social emotional as well by providing them with one-on-one support, um, group support, whatever it is that they need we provide it. Um, in my private practice, I provide um, mental health services, uh, mental, I guess you can say therapy to um, adults, primarily adults, but I also see children in my private practice as well. Um, and 
amongst all the other contract jobs that I have, I'm pretty much doing the same thing. I am providing uh, mental health services to all of Memphis. So <laughs> that's what I do Indeed. in multiple ways. <laughs> all of Tennessee, right? Because, you know, we license. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, license. Yes, and some Arkansas because I'm licensed in Arkansas as well. So I see a few Arkansans every now and then. So absolutely, we're we're hitting state to state, city to city. Love it, love it, love it. Love it. <laughs> How did we meet each other? I was trying to think before before you came. Like I know I I know we both have a different version. Like if they <laughs> meet you, I will tell the people that I stalked you. Okay, like. I, <laughs> I was looking, I was looking at uh, Support Solutions and I was looking for something. Somebody mentioned you. Support Solutions, for anybody who doesn't know, serves individuals with intellectual disabilities and mental health diagnosis. And I was about to help them to create this intensive outpatient program. And I don't know who mentioned your name. I could, you were on lock, okay? I could not find you on Facebook. I don't know if I looked on IG, but I went to good old LinkedIn, right? <laughs> What's your version of the story? Well, my version is, all I know is I was in my office. You were working for Support Solutions. I was working for a company called Project Transitions, which is which was at the time a new program that was just starting out in Tennessee. We were also serving the IDD population. So all I know is I was in the office and the phone rang and our office phone never rung like we all had our own little work phones and uh, like cell phones or whatever that we received calls on so the office phone rang and I'm like who calling the office phone and so you were on the other line and it just sparked sparked just flames instantly Uh, we were just laughing and talking about our field, you know, talking about how we can work together. Um, I think we had a, we were hosting a training within the next couple of days or weeks or something like that, and you attended the training. Um, So ever since that phone call, it's like we have been inseparable. Like we even followed each other to a job together, um, worked there for a couple of months together, and uh, yeah, we can't get rid of each other. <laughs> we can have to tell the story, the whole story. That's fine. A whole nother conversation. Oh but, my gosh, yes. <laughs> I am so honored to have met you. I was trying to think, did we meet in 2016, 2017? I yep. couldn't. 2016. It was 16, yep. I was trying to, that's what I wrote down. So I was trying to think about that. Oh, <laughs> well, listen, today, y'all, we are going to talk about obedience. Somebody said, oh, it is. Yes, yes. <laughs> what a perfect first topic. I'm hoping that this comes out, is released first, you know, first week in January. So what a, what a beautiful topic to, to, to start the new year with. Um, tell, the, tell us, what does that mean to you? What does that mean to you with that word? Oh, it means so much to me. And I really don't even know if we have all of the time to explain. But in essence, when I think of obedience for me, I think of when you hear God's voice, you know, we all connect to God spiritually in our own ways. And so when you hear God's voice, you act accordingly. That's obedience, you know, so 
I have heard God's voice on so many different levels for so many different things. And um, to be truthful, you know, it's been very hard to truly walk in obedience in some instances because of the the things that you have in the back of your mind or the things that you hear in the back of your mind this is the you know the the fear of the unknown um so it's just literally walking in God's voice walking in that purpose and in his presence and you know once you hear him say move you, you act that's what I feel like obedience is you said a couple of things I want to go back to walking in God's purpose and basically whatever he says to do is to do it if he yeah. says, I mean it's no if and you can't argue that if he says you can't. and you said all also I mean I am guilty too I think we all can say that we've been guilty where God has said to do something and we are we try to rationalize it we try to but wait God like are you is this do you mean I don't know what if I'm not what if this what if that and all he said was to do this and we we come up with all the reasons in the, in, in the world as what keeps us behind absolutely because we are all born with a purpose god has given uh, given each and every one of us a purpose and he also gives us the wisdom and the tools necessary to walk in that purpose so it is up to us to execute that not to make excuses but to execute and so along with obedience it means to trust God so in summary B. Wendy I would say that obedience is um, hearing trusting submitting and surrendering to God in that order say that again hearing trusting submitting surrendering to God in that order. Nope. In that order. You won't let the silence, let the people marinate on that for a second. Hearing, mm-hmm. trusting, submitting, surrendering to God. And you said something earlier too. You said God gives us purpose. Mm-hmm. Write that down because I think, and I know that 2020 was a, a wake up call for a lot of us. Yep. Especially the believers. Yes. Okay. Now, of course, the non-believers, but especially mm-hmm. those of us who are Christians, who believe God, who say we have a relationship, mm-hmm. and really realize, snap, did I really have a relationship, or was my relationship based on just church attendance? Mm-hmm. Was my relationship based on a personal relationship or a congregational? Mm-hmm. And you take congregation away, what am I left with? Yeah. How to pray if I don't know how to believe God, and I start looking for, or if my purpose definition was based on my job or my work, you take that away. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's the word. Who am I? God gives us purpose. Yeah. And you know what I always say when I have clients who are literally stuck in that moment, be windy when they don't know what their purpose is and they're especially like that transitional age those you know 22 23 25 year olds and they're trying to figure out their lives they're trying to you know officially cut that umbilical cord from their their families they're trying to figure out okay so after i eliminate them my safety net my cushion 
who am I? Like, what what is left? And so my biggest advice to them is if you take away the financial gain that you will get from um, fulfilling your purpose, then think about what would you do for free? What would you do without receiving any financial gain? Um, is it mentoring people? How can you turn mentoring into making money? If it's being a basketball coach or you love sports in some type of way, track, whatever, you know, if you love art, if you love music, how can you make your passion, how can you turn your passion into, you know, making that financial gain that comes with that? Because I feel like your passion equals your purpose because God puts that fire. Your passion is that fire in you. Like you can't sleep without it. You Every time you, you think about it, it's just something sparks up inside of you. You can't stop thinking about all the ways that you can do this in your life. You know, that comes from God. That's that fire that comes from him. So I feel like your passion equals your purpose, but you have to connect, you have to, hear God you know you have to worship you have to fellowship you have to just oh you got to do a lot of connecting in order to really figure that out because some people think that just because I enjoy doing this that this is you know my passion you really got to hear God's voice you know just because I enjoy um shopping does not mean that's my purpose in life I need to be walking you know opening up the store you know so um, you really have to to hear God's voice to truly know that this is it. But you'll know because it's in your heart. Like you will truly, truly know. I love that. And the word that I hear, that the word that I just heard when you said that was alignment. Mm-hmm. Be aligned with God's will. God's yep. will. People, people, people tend to separate. People tend to struggle with the word. Well, what is God's will? Yeah. Made everything simple for us, right? God's will is his word. Yeah. And so what does his word say about who we are? Yeah. And how mm-hmm. we are in alignment with yep. God's will, right? In terms of purpose. So tell us, tell us what that really how that word obedience came to live live for you in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. So um, obedience has actually been alive in my life for actually two years now. Um, after I had my youngest daughter, um, Lauren, she is two, she got two born on three in February, so almost three years really. So after I had her, I had parted ways, I decided to part ways with um, an organization that I was working with. Um, and during my maternity leave, I that fire I always knew that I wanted to be in private practice that was the sole purpose of me going to get my master's in social work getting my clinical license I knew from jump that I wanted to own a private practice now how that was going to happen when that was going to happen I didn't have that timeline because it wasn't on my time I always walked in God's you know purpose um so during maternity leave I was talking to my husband and um, I told him, you know what, I, I don't want to go back. I want to just, you know, go to, I want to jump into my full-time private practice because by the time I had Lauren, I had been in private practice for two years or about a year and a half or so. Um, so I wanted to just do it full time and he fully supported me. We got everything in order to make that happen. And then I, 
another opportunity came up for a full-time position the the school I mean the uh, job at Perea came up and it was music to my ears because I you know as a social worker you want to help teachers integrate cell or social emotional learning in their classroom so I felt like I couldn't pass up that moment and like okay this is my uh, I gotta do this you know and so I jumped in that and did that um, knowing that God was pulling me to my, my full time but then like a lot of us do we, we try to spin it and say well I, God put this in my life for a reason so I'm going to do this too and so I convinced myself that this was in align. I was in alignment with God to to go there and truthfully you know it, it's, it's a great experience I do feel like um, you know I am there on purpose um, but I also know that of the route that I was supposed to take, you know, it was very conflicting. It was very conflicting. Um, so uh, here I am almost three years. This is actually my third school year working with Korea. And I actually um, did not plan to return this upcoming school year. But um, again, not listening, not following, not doing what I'm supposed to do, you know, according to God's purpose, you know, I'm okay, let me just do one more year, let me do one more year, because I was just comfortable in this consistent salary that was coming in, I was very afraid about, okay, if I cut this safety net from myself, then what's going to happen, you know, and my husband was like, I can't, what are you talking about, like, you have nothing to worry about, why are you concerned about this money that's coming in don't worry about that but still this is my cushion this is almost like a you know when children babies walk around with those safety blankets or not safety blankets but those you know blankets that comfort them that's what that job was for me that's what that paycheck was for me also while enjoying the job I don't want to sound like I don't like it but (laughs) um so here we are now few years in the game at Korea um and I just literally I think November um you know I pray daily I fast a lot um but this last time um November-ish um it was close to Thanksgiving because I think my fast kind of went into Thanksgiving a little bit but um I was fasting in November, needless to say, and I just kept hearing God's voice. And I did not just hear it from from him spiritually, like in my heart, but I was just hearing it from different friends. And Green and B. Wendy's friends and my husband, everybody around me was telling me, girl, do it. Just pushing me, pushing me, encouraging me, praying for me, praying with me. That was always going on. So this is really nothing new. But when I say the fire was like, loud when I say it was almost like God came down and was playing this loud trumpet and was like listen daughter do it you know this is what I'm trying to get you it just literally felt like he came from heaven to personally tell me this is what I need you to do when I say I everything that I read everything that I heard from different sermons from talking interacting with different people it's like he was speaking through them and different people who didn't know don't know each other at all don't even some people didn't even know my story um of what I'm battling with internally they were just saying stuff and I'm just like okay God (laughs) this I hear you okay I hear you 
so by that time I was like I just had to make a godly decision I just had to walk in it and I just um, you know basically align things to where my shift has begun you know I have I didn't even I knew that I was comfortable with it I knew that I truly heard God's voice because I didn't go back and forth with myself about it I didn't justify why I need to extend this time I didn't justify I didn't try to justify why I need to prolong it for a little bit longer I was so secure and so at peace with my decision that's how I knew okay God truly truly got me (laughs) testimony I'm I'm on my edge waiting to hear what happened next but a couple (laughs) things you mentioned this is so good and I know that this is helping somebody right now it's helping me um you know we we keep in touch with each other's story you are in my safety support circle and so we keep in touch we celebrate each other in fact you are the one I remember I struggled with this this fear of holding on to the safety net and I remember even to just start start the private practice you were the one in my ear even if I had been licensed since 2010 I wanted to do this for a long time but it took for me for God to align us for God to us, for you to say be Wendy just do it right <laughs> so I, I can definitely relate to, to this fear and even if we will say all day somebody say are you afraid nah I ain't afraid nah I ain't scared I believe, I, I believe, uh-uh, I know the word. All day, yeah. <laughs> so really, I'm something different, right? So, this is exposing some people right now, but you did say afraid of losing the safety net when you have that that consistent check coming in every two weeks, you know that it's there. And, and we don't mean, we don't mean to replace God's security with that something like that but then we do it anyway right unintentionally unintentionally right and then you also said a key thing because in order for us to hear God and this is so good for me right now too in order for us to hear God we have to make our hearts and our spirits sensitive to hear the voice of God talk about that because you just said the key word prayer and fasting Yes, yes. We've got to do some prayer and fasting. You have to. Like, there's no way around it. You have to pray. And not just, you know, a two-step, you know, God, keep me covered. No, like, you got to get down in there. You got to truly open yourself up. Um, The biggest, uh, the way that I like to open myself up and get myself in that true headspace where I don't have any um, distractions around me. Number one, I do eliminate distractions around me, but I also um, do some worship, you know, play worship music. I praise and worship him, you know, before I really get in that zone because praise and worship is something that truly helps me commit. It helps me get there um, holistically. Um, and fasting is something that I do a lot as well. I don't do the same type of fast. I, I you know, may say I'm fasting from uh, social media for a while. I'll, you know, disable, you know, social media platforms. Or I may, you know, fast from different things that I may eat consistently that I will truly, truly miss. Like, I truly make sacrifices so that I can really, really hear his voice. 
Um, and when I tell you every single time, but while I'm praying, and I don't fast just to get what I want, quote unquote. I don't want people to think that that is the only reason to, or not the only reason, but that is not the reason, let me say that, to fast. But I fast to connect with him. I fast to hear his voice. If there is something that I have been truly um, concerned about and I, I need alignment, I need connection, I will sacrifice and I will spend um, more time than usual with him, um, doing a, a devotional that aligns with whatever it is that I'm fasting about, um, praying daily, like I said, removing distractions so that you can hear. So if you are truly stuck to your phone um, for your social media, you need to dis- um, you need to remove those distractions so that you don't have anything else outside, any outside influences that will get in the way of what you're trying to to hear from God. And be specific, be very specific about what it is that you are seeking. Um, that's one thing that I learned early on when I was learning about how to pray. I don't hold back. <laughs> I do not hold back. I literally go to God before his feet and I ask him everything that I need from him. What do you need from me? I'm praising you. I honor you. Like, it's literally like, it's a a genuine relationship. It's not a one-sided relationship because again, like I said, I'm making sacrifices for this relationship. I am putting some, I'm giving some things up so that I can connect with you and strengthen my relationship with you and not just for those 21 days and not just for those 30 days this is something that needs to carry on um i have done fast that have led to various lifestyle changes um so again not making it seem like it's a oh let me do this so i can get that absolutely not if you truly do a fast correctly it would truly change your life beyond those 21 days or those 30 days once those days are up if you are, have not shifted or, or changed in any type of way, you, you didn't do it right. You need to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> this is so powerful because it's something that we need to hear. Because a lot of people, our age group, are not hearing that message, right? Mm-hmm. You cannot self-help your way through relationship with God. You can't. Not, there's not one bomb.com therapist that can replace that relationship with God that right here, that fasting, that lifestyle of cons- consistent submission to Him, right? It's a daily renewing of the mind, it's a daily process so that we can be sensitive and that's something we all need to, including myself, that's a daily walk and I and people are like, well, well look Wendy, LaBrenda, I missed it I messed up God, there's grace for you, right? There, there, there is grace. So, my question to you is, what would you say to somebody who struggled with obedience, who struggled all throughout the year of 2020, just kept missing the mark? And let's not even talk. That's a whole nother topic with spiritual apathy that people experience. This I don't feel like it type of thing. I don't feel like reading. I don't feel like praying. And when you mention eliminating the distractions, there's so many voices. Yes. voices trying to pull that's what the enemy wants he wants us to be so distracted because what he cannot destroy he distracts right absolutely what would you say to somebody who is who's, who's like look i am struggling with disobedience um number one that self-awareness right there is the jump start just being aware that you are struggling because like you said earlier a lot of us 
are so quick to say, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm managing and all of that stuff. But when you truly, when you can be honest with yourself about the struggle, that's the first step. Another thing that I would suggest is surround yourself around people who refuse to see you fail. That's what I have, you know, and you are one of those people in my life, but I have a lot of other, I'm not, I don't want to say a lot, it's not 50, but <laughs> some quality friends in my life who refuse, <laughs> who refuse to see me fail, who, who refuse to see me give up on my dreams, who are always they are my accountability partners, even if it's getting on my last nerve, like, but don't ask me, because, you know, sometimes that accountability is so hard, but I love it because it keeps me on my toes. I know that the last time, it lets me know, too, that my friends are listening, and they know what my desires are, you know, my husband says, oh, my butt about... <laughs> you know, following through and making sure that I'm not putting more effort into someone else's dreams and, and their their stuff more than empowerment counseling. Your focus needs to be on that. So I have a lot of people who have shook my focus and make sure that I'm not getting lost in something else. Um, but having a solid team that will pray with you, pray for you, removing those, removing those distractions would be so key will be so key. If you have people who are toxic or negative in your life, you need to set boundaries and um, not allow them in that emotional space for you to knock you off with your course. So you said, so somebody who's struggling with obedience, you said be honest with the struggle. So first of all, we have to be able to, then the Bible says we need to confess our faults to one mm-hmm. another. That's our sins to God, confess our faults. Now, it's hard to find the right people to confess. So it's important to have the right people for sure to say, look, I am struggling in this area. Because a lot of times, and again, 2020 just exposed it. A lot of times we walk around thinking that we have it together. And we don't. We don't. Yep. So be honest with your struggle. Surround yourself with the right people who refuse to, to, to see you fail. And if you, you went back to um, taking, you know, setting boundaries with toxic relationships for sure. Mm-hmm. So if you tell somebody who's struggling with you, Keeping God at the forefront, keeping him at the forefront, setting a routine for yourself, a a, a morning and a night routine routine that includes God. So devotional, meditation, praying, whatever you choose to do, but you, you need to put God in the forefront. He needs to be the first thing that you focus on in the morning, the last thing that you focus on before you close your eyes, and even in between the day, you know, finding time um, during the day to to connect with him. So that would be, that's that's a start. That's a start. Back to that relationship piece. And if you've already spoken to this, that that we can always go to another. Uh, But what does that word mean for you as a, a mom, as a wife, as an entrepreneur? What does that mean for you? Oh, you know, when I think about my obedience, I think about the people that I influence, my um, my husband, my children, um, people who look to me in this field as a mentor, uh, my clients, you know, I, I can't preach to them about, you know, walking your purpose and you got to be obedient to God and you got to... I can't preach that to them if I'm not walking in that. 
so I strive to be a good example. I strive to be a good model, modeling that for them so that I'm not just talking it. They also see mom, they also see wife, they also see mentor, they also see therapist doing these exact same things. So that's what it truly, truly means um, to me. And then just having, um, you know, when you're obedient to God, like the the abundance that come with that is just so remarkable. You know, I just love the feeling when I am just really walking in alignment with him. I'm truly being obedient to him. The abundance of, of oh my gosh, it, it's just, um, it's so beautiful. And then it, it not only blesses you, um, as the one that's being obedient, it, it blesses those that you are connected to. It blesses my children that, you know, because mommy is obedient, my children are blessed. My husband is blessed. My household is blessed. My friends are blessed. My, my clients are blessed because I chose to walk in this obedience. Absolutely. The scripture, a couple scriptures that came to mind is if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. That's what yeah. God wants, right? And then yeah. the other scripture that came to me was we are supposed to live in a way that's worthy of our calling to which he has yeah. called us. So yeah. God wants us to live. He wants us to prosper. And prosperity doesn't always mean money. Prosperity includes salvation, sound mind, walking in purpose, walking in blessing. It's got all the things that come along. It's a whole package. It's a whole package. So that, that is so important because um, when we, you said, that's so key, when we walk in, in, in obedience, the people around us are blessed. Mm-hmm. And my gosh, just imagine what happens when we're walking in disobedience, right? That's oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, it's just, that's 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 not a good that's not a good thing for sure. Oh my God, I don't even want to think about that. I'm looking positive. Walking in the yeah. way affects the people, impacts the people around you. It's like a domino effect. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, what would you say to someone? I know that this is getting so good. I hope that people are. I know that people are going to be ministered because even even this podcast, like friend, like I I, I remember struggling with God about. Wait a second. I don't. I don't have anything to share on, on a microphone to the whole world. Like, but again, that's the lies of the enemy, right? But I almost yeah. didn't see that lie. Like, I don't, why would I do a podcast? Anybody gonna listen to me? Excuse the vernacular. Nobody's gonna listen to me. Well, what if I didn't? Like, what if I didn't? Right? I, I never knew. I didn't know we were gonna have a whole pandemic in 2020. <laughs> Nobody knew, but. When we position ourselves to walk in obedience, God does the rest. All he wants us to do is to say yes. That's it. That's it. Because he will not put that fire, that desire, that purpose in you and not take care of you along the way. If he put it in you, and that's the realization that I had to come to grips with too, is this passion has been inside of me for a very long time i have i've graduated with my master's over 10 years ago and even before then i knew that this is the path that i wanted to take i wanted to be the owner of a private practice and so now i followed all the steps i did all the things necessary to accomplish that so now it's like now i have sage fright (laughs) thinking that oh okay so now it's real but you know I had to realize that you know this has been inside of me for a very long time and God has me covered period 
he does, you know, and he has shown me time and time and time again that he has me. And not just spiritually, not just in the presence, you know, you know, when I'm in his presence, but even through people that I'm encountered with, like he truly comforts and soothes me through other people. And it is so remarkable. I love it. I love it. Let's go back to the, t- the second half of your story. So mm-hmm. you were battling with the obedience. You try to stretch out being a career. You told yourself, oh, I can stay another year. <laughs> Maybe, you know, this is, <laughs> I need to keep on to the security blanket. And then you had the fire that was ignited. You, you prayed, you fasted, you took it before God. God sent all the confirming messages to you. And your husband even supported you and say, what are you worried about? What is, what is it? What is going on? Tell, tell us what happened next. So what happens next? Um, after you know, I completed my fast and I came to terms that this is what needs to happen, I literally just made an executive decision with myself that, okay, I need to put myself in position to to make the, this transition for myself. So um, I had a conversation with my boss and I was like, listen, like things are really picking up in my private practice and I need to uh, make some shifts, you know, I need more time. I need to devote more time to my private practice. So my proposal, you know, my, my stance is when you go to someone with a, a, a problem, you, you have this, go ahead and have that solution um, ready. Yeah. So I had my solution. My solution was, you know, I, I can do three days a week mm-hmm. here and, um, you know, I'll, I'll be committed to that so I can do two days in my private practice. So she was very supportive of it and that's where we are. So starting in January, I will be tapering off and, um, you know, minim- you know, uh, working three days a week um, at Perea and doing two days a week at my private practice. And as planned, I get to, um, I will not get to, but I will, uh, this will be my final year um, with Perea. Listen, what's the word that you taught me? What? What I teach you? Clutch, honey. That, you live in the clutch life. You about to... <laughs> Just in case people don't know what clutch is, will you define it? <laughs> um, clutch means that something is legit. Like it's yeah. it's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a good life. <laughs> you live in a good life. You walk in an abundance. I am so happy for you. I am so excited for you. That is such a beautiful testimony that you know, when God blesses us, he's blessing us through obedience for other people, for other people, right? Other people are going to be benefiting from your story. Other clients will be, because there are people looking, you are the solution, right? We are the solutions for other people's problems. And God, everything about, I'm reading this book and it's super, super anointed and just so full with revelation. But Everything about God is, is a pre. He preordained. He predestined. He prepared. He pre. Like he, he. Everything is pre. He knows everything from the beginning to the end, right? Yep. So just the people that will be in position because God knew that, hey, daughter, I have some people for you. I have some things for you to do for sure. So I'm just super, super excited for you. So what would you say to somebody? This is a couple last questions. What would you say to somebody? is struggling 
to hear. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. What would you say to somebody who is struggling to hear God's voice? You know, struggling to hear God's voice. I think I have a two-part question to that. Struggling to hear God's voice and also struggling to obey him. Possibly because sometimes our own pride, not sometimes, always, our own pride gets in the way. We have our own abandonment issues. That's a whole nother topic right there. But go ahead, take take the, take the wheel. Well, you know, similar to some of the things that we've talked about earlier with, you know, praying daily, seeking Him on a consistent basis, um, connecting with people who are in alignment with your mindset. You know, it's difficult to to be obedient and to walk in alignment and to walk in your purpose if you have a mixed group of, of influencers, you know. So truly looking at your circle and figuring out, you know, because, you know, the, the word tells us iron sharpens iron. You know, if I was the shiniest um, apple in a barrel full of rotten um, apples, what will that do to me eventually? So really taking a look at the people that you surround yourself around um, will be another key thing to do. Um, and it's easy for us to sit here and say, just walk in it and just do it. But it's never just a, just do this. Like you truly have to put one foot in front of the other and you literally have to be intentional of that. You know, it's my favorite word. <laughs> you really have to be intentional. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be intentional about your your walk, your journey with God. Um, so the fasting, um, you know, the the routine, like truly including God in your routine, um, is so 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 powerful. Um, Before you go to the next part of that, though, mm-hmm. I've heard people say things like, and I'm sure you have too. What if people are saying? But I'm doing that, right? But I'm, yeah. I still don't hear God. Ooh. And that makes me ask, do you really not hear God? Or are you, are there blinders on? Is there a smoke screen? Because I, are you seeking God with fidelity? You know, because sometimes we can say, well, I pray, you know, I, I sought him out maybe once out of 30 days in December and I didn't hear him. It's not a one-time thing. It's truly a connection. It's truly a relationship. So how often, think about your routine again, thinking about the routine. How consistent are you with your seeking? Um, are there other things surrounding me that I need to adjust? What is my lifestyle like? You know, really looking, you know, through a, a honest, a honest lens. Yeah. Because we, I've heard people say that before, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. But I will always ask my clients, how consistent are you though? And they'll say, well, okay. Yeah, I off, you know, about two weeks ago. That's why it's not working. Right. And here's the thing too, nobody said that this is the magic fix. You know, nobody said that this is going to be an overnight fix. Let me say that. Um, because God is powerful. God can, you know, shift and move some things. So um, it's not going to be an overnight thing. You know, you heard me say at the beginning, 
I have been struggling with this for two years. Yeah, yeah. And my daughter is about to be three. So literally, it's actually been more than two years. So mm-hmm. as I was on maternity leave, I was like going back and forth. It was almost like a tug of war. Maria was pulling me. My private practice was pulling me. Um, and it was nobody but me who needed to make that decision. You know, Perea didn't know that I was trying to walk into my private practice. That's something I put on myself. So that's something else, though. What are we putting on ourselves? Sometimes we put unnecessary stress yeah. on ourselves. Um, so thinking about that, am I making this too hard? You know, because um, I feel like at times I was making this decision too hard. I was putting other people before my dreams um and that's that's another word within itself because we get to that's something that my husband has always um you know preached to me about is that you put you give a hundred percent to all these other entities but when it comes to empowerment i hardly hear you hear about i hardly hear you talk about empowerment counseling he calls it empowerment group i'm like it's empowerment counseling (laughs) but i hardly hear you talk about empowerment counseling you rave about all these other things that have been birthed by other people so are you putting yourself first that's literally how i shifted just a month ago I had to be honest with myself and I said, you know what, you are putting yourself on the back burner and you have had yourself on the back burner for a very, very long time. It is time to stop. Yeah, that's hard awareness. It is hard awareness. It is very hard awareness. So you you gotta be honest with yourself. You really, really do. Because I don't think it's I don't really think the problem is that we don't hear God. I think it's a distractions around us. B, we um, do not really sit in a space of vulnerability. We can't be honest with ourselves. For two years, I justified, I justified, I justified. God was loud and clear, but I justified why I needed to be here. I justified why I need to be doing that. Um, and just how consistent are you? See how consistent are you being? Yeah. Um, so keeping those three things in mind as you truly try to hear his voice. Am I being consistent? Am I surrounded by distractions where I, I can't hear him? Mm-hmm. Am I justifying? Am I putting, you know, other things before me? That's, am I making excuses? Like you really got to think about why am I still in this space? And that was a moment of truth for me. Mm-hmm. It really and and also too this is so good and and ask and telling god like telling him lord i really want to hear your voice and i am struggling to hear your voice help me to you know help me to know your voice even the one of the power the most powerful tools in addition to praise and worship is praying the word of god yeah it says um that that you make me wise as a serpent humble as a dove but also that i may hear your voice my sheep know my voice right hear my voice know my voice so taking that word and saying god your word says that my sheep hear your voice and help me to be sensitive to your voice that i may not be deceived 
I want to know your voice, God. Show me what to do. And being and being quiet enough to hear that because he speaks in so many different ways. He speaks through the man of God or the woman of God. He speaks through the word. He speaks through the Holy Spirit. So anybody who has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, confess them with their mouth, believe them in that with their heart. The Holy Spirit is living on the inside of you. He speaks through a child. He speaks through our clients. <laughs> he speaks through so, a book, a park. He speaks through so many ways. He does. He mm. does. All right. Yeah. So good. So good. So good. Oh my gosh. Look, look, we're going above the time, but it's all right. Tell us what's next for you. Um, how can people, if I were to ask you, you know, who are your ideal clients, right? And if somebody is looking for, I have a lot of clients that's always looking for a Christian therapist or a person to really help incorporate their relationship with Christ. You know, that's who we serve. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know we serve all people too but i'm saying we, we serve jesus right we serve we serve all clients what i mean but we serve jesus the most high okay yes. <laughs> we don't serve the universe <laughs> we don't we don't talk to anything else no. um, I just had to say <laughs> but if somebody uh, what who are your ideal clients and how can people you know work with you how can they connect with you go ahead and, and share that Absolutely. Um, you know, I just, my ideal client is really anyone who is willing to do the work. You know, I cannot do the work for you. So if you're willing to um, sacrifice some time by putting yourself first and eliminating some other things around you that's holding you back from putting yourself first, you are my ideal client. Um, how you can get a hold of me, my website is ecc-memphis.com and you can find us on Facebook at Empowerment Counseling and Consulting. Um, so you can go by the website um, and email us and let us know that you you know need some services or you can contact us through our Facebook page, whatever you know fits you we are here yes yes and i'm so excited because lebrenda she didn't say this but y'all she also will be she also serves not just clients and couples and families but she will also be serving teachers because a lot of teachers my gosh that's a whole nother part i'm probably gonna have to come have you to come back and talk about teachers and mental health yes. because so many teachers were drowning uh, in, in mental health issues and so I'm, I'm so glad that's a, such a unique market that you are in position to help serve teachers and mental health yes sure. yes I did not mention that but that is one of my my soft spots I definitely love because um, I you know I'm in the trenches with teachers I work with teachers on a daily basis so I see the level of stress and it's really not the stress from work a whole lot it's just their their own personal stuff and just having to show up to work every day and keep a straight face and try to you know beat the eyes you know so is is yeah that's a soft spot for me very very well look friend i am so excited so thankful so honored that you grace us with your presence there are going to be people listening from all around the world all around the world honey to God be <laughs> the, world. the united states sweden new england or not new england england okay uh, switzerland canada 
um, uh, Switzerland, yeah, Switzerland, Canada, uh, Asia, you know, so all around the world, okay? They're yeah, going to be here. Be, so you just, just be ready for your uh, information to blow up because there are a lot of people that's always looking for, you know, services and especially they people know that they look they, they know that they need God people know God created us with that one desire to to need him he created us for a relationship and there is nothing in the world that can satisfy that desire nothing in the world so I am so thankful that you honored us with your presence if there is anything that you can say to someone listening right now is there, if you had the opportunity to say anything um what would you say this is this is your um, I would say keep pushing stay in the race you know do not give up yeah. um, no one is perfect and you're gonna get to your destiny you're gonna figure out what your next move needs to be but also making sure that you are prepared you know you are ready to walk in whatever it is that God has for you so um, you know, I, we get very anxious about, I want to hear it now. And, you know, the moment I pray, I need the results immediately. And God does not work that way. You know, he knows exactly what we need when we need it. But when you do hear him, try your best to walk immediately. Don't wait two years like I did, you know, and, you know, try to make excuses for why you're not, you know, walking in your purpose or, um, following whatever it is that God put in your heart, you know, just walk in it and know and trust, you know, with obedience is trust, like I said earlier. So um, if you truly want to hear from him, you got to be careful when you're praying because God will truly, truly bless you. It will just rain with blessings. So you have to also be prepared for the abundance that that's going to come with those prayers and, you know, be ready, be ready. Oh, well, friend, I'm so excited. Thank you so much, y'all. I, I, I know that you were blessed by this podcast. I cannot wait to come back with another episode. Enjoy, you know, just take your time, take notes, you know, please rewind, listen to it over and over again, because I know that it is going to add some, a lot of value to your life. All right, I'll be back. See y'all next time.